When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Donna and Steve experience. On my talk, 1071, where talk is fun. What it do, baby boo? Hey, you're my baby boo da boo. My baby and my boo-da-boo. We, we like to start every show You're my baby, cheer. my buddy, my, my baby, baby, buddy, boo. Uh, 12 below zero, my friends. No. The current temperature is 12 below zero. Unbelievable. Um, I just stepped outside very briefly. This is not advised. This is not advised. I repeat, this is not advised. But I stepped out very briefly outside in shorts and no gloves. And then what'd you do? My fingers got very cold very quick. This is a yeah. frostbite warning kind of a day, prolonged exposure. The, the It was a feels like of 29 below when we sent our children to the bus stop. Wow. You know, made me think. Hmm. Doesn't it almost feel like we're over the wind chill cancellations and delays? Because I feel like during the polar vortex, our most recent bout a couple of years ago, if the feels like was like in that 30 to 40 below, you could very easily get a delay because you don't want kids standing outside long mm-hmm. at a bus stop because of how quickly frostbite can set in. Sure. We don't even think of it now. Like, it, we just told our kids, hey, don't forget, it's 29 below. That's the feels like. Put your hood up. That's it. You could always drive the kids to school. I have done that before on really cold days. But, you know, they're down there with a pack of other kids. And I just think, I guess, yeah, smoking cigs to stay warm, man, light a fire. But it is cold. And I think six out of the next seven days will be sub-zero again. Wow. Well, and be careful out there with your pets. Of course. Yeah. Their tootsies start burning. Well, you know, my dog is such, he loves being outside. His favorite, he just likes sitting on the porch, yeah. sitting on the driveway in the yard. It's just a dog thing, you know. They just want to be outdoors. See the action. But even now, you hear him clawing at the door like, okay, let me back in. Yep, I'm dying here. And this is the kind of weather we would sit through in my first winter in Minnesota. It was brutally cold. There were 50 five zero days below zero that year, the winter of 2013-2014. And when spring came around and it was finally a 70 degree day in like April, I remember I was infuriated when my sister said to me, see, this is why we live here. Mm-hmm. Like Minnesota is the only state that has 70 degrees. And I said, do you know that most other states don't have to pay nearly as high a weather tax just to get a 70 degree day? And Donna, you and I know. Those 70 degree days, they last for about a week, yep. and then it's 90 and dewy and humid for the rest of the summer. Mm-hmm. I've got to be honest. Our weather 
sucks here pretty much year-round. Yeah, it's, it's not great. <laughs> Why don't we at least get a dry winter or a dry summer? Give us a comfortable summer. Don't give us high 80s, low 90s, and the humidity is often through the roof. And don't anybody on planet Earth tell me that you like that. It sucks. Yeah, I hate it. Well, I hate it. I'm okay I with this weather. here. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> no, listen, the Don, don't. I just don't. stay inside I all the time. I love when it's really cold because it makes me feel tough. I'm like, look at this experience I'm getting. You know, I feel like a tougher person. I feel these moments of exhilaration that you're talking about. I do know what you mean. I kind of like to step outside when I let the dog out just to breathe in the cold air. Yeah. But outside of a mere gimmick of walking into work or out of work. True. You just want to be inside. And then the summers, they just, that's what I'm getting at. The summers should be better than they are, (laughs) considering how crappy the winters are. We have a lot of lakes. Creates moisture. Donna, whose side are you on? You complain with me about this off the air more than anybody. Well, I do love it Summer we hate. I I, I love it in Minnesota, too. I live here. I'm a weather person. I don't care. Oh, boy. It could be raining. I feel the same way as I do if it's, like, completely sunny. Mm. I don't care. You do? I'm just not a weather person. I'm not like, oh, this is what a disgusting day. What if what we had to do? not ever, what if it was, like, a rule that you couldn't mention it? We have weather? to think of new things to talk about with oh, the security my. guards. <laughs> I feel like that's the only thing we'd I have talk to learn about. their names. And the day of the week. Oh, I know their names. Yeah, it's Happy Friday. One more day till Friday. Oh, bless their hearts. I just love them. <laughs> I used to always get a laugh out of one of our security guides when on Friday I would say, you know why everybody likes Friday? One day closer to Monday. And it would get the same oh, chuckle every cute. time. Steve tests out his new material on the security guards. Yeah, and I know they're laughing just because they feel like they have to. Yeah, because you're a big TV personality. (laughs) I used to be. Yeah, now they frisk me at the door. I'm like, guys, no, don't forget about the beard. Hey, I I made a little more headway this morning during the 5.30 a.m. wake-up challenge with my daughter where we do some reading time together. Great. Uh, Really making good headway now on the Katie Couric book. I've only got about 30 pages left. I know I've been a real slow trog through these final hundred plus pages but doesn't it feel good to be able to like not have someone up your butt going you got to read 70 pages by monday yes, you get to read good. at your own pace and yes. enjoy it more. so you're saying you hated the read-along yes hashtag okay. not a book club i okay. like the read-along i just didn't like being told what page i had to finish sing it before sister. the weekend yeah it's yeah. just listen i gotta watch that a terrible stuff. stephen king book we read yeah, oh Billy yeah! Summers. Oh Billy no, Summers. it wasn't terrible. I liked it. What am I talking about? It was but, okay, but it it split the show at the seams because there was a lot of infighting. There was a lot of inconsistency with each of us. Somebody was always playing the teacher. Somebody always the student. Yeah, I've I'm already on my second book now since the Katie Kirk book. Oh great! What are you on? Now? I read a book over the holidays, and then Julia gave me a book called The Vacation, and. I'm stressing out about it because you know what I do? It's kind of like a thriller Mm. and it's by an um, a writer named TM Logan. Okay. Who's a British writer and something has happened. Somebody read a text message from her significant other in exchange between the significant other and someone else. Mm -hmm. And she naturally comes to one conclusion and I'm like, no, this isn't what you think it is. 
And so now it's kind of annoying me that she's going down her road when I'm like, you're, go- you're sniffing up the wrong tree, lady. Mm. You feel like you're in the book. Yes, like kind of. Like there's a little of. angel on the shoulder. Yes. And I want to oh. go, no, don't look there. That's not what this is about. So anyway, I'm getting all tied up in What's that. it called again? The Vacation. Oh. Well, that's a part that's of the Katie, the Katie Couric book where she just went through all of the Matt Lauer fallout. I was teased okay. with that yesterday. Okay. And I'll just say quickly that I thought she did... I thought she did a nice job of how she wrote about that time in her life mm-hmm. of having gotten together with Matt Lauer for dinner maybe a week or two before the story broke yeah. and he was fired from NBC. And, uh, and and then as she came to learn more, she also, I thought, did a fair job of, you know, assessing, like, maybe I was just deaf to it all or blind to it all because the workplace culture of a boys club and sexist humor and all of that and sexual innuendo was uh just running rampant there and was sort of part of the workplace well and she handled it the only way she could i mean it's probably the way i would have handled it it's like you kind of want to let them know you care but you also want to distance yourself professionally yeah because she had a moment where she was going to meet him like that day or call him that day and then she found out something new about someone that she had helped hire at NBC and realized that he had been in a relationship with her. And that felt like a straw that broke the camel's back. Although she did try to reach out after that again. And it just seemed like the ship had sailed yeah, and they had he... a couple more curt encounters with one another. The one spot that I thought was a little bit weird, though, and darn, we're up against the clock here. But um, she was they were at a, a celebrity roast, I think it was, for Matt Lauer. And she did a couple of jokes that she owns up to, um, a, like really not good sexual innuendo, sexual misconduct, really. And she documents it. She wrote it right there. Um, and and then he got up and made some jokes as well that were also very sexual innuendo, as she said, typical roast style humor. But now when she looks back on it with the context right. of what was actually playing out, it was, it was like, oh, my gosh. The- allegations correct yes okay because uh, i was like i don't remember that now i do yeah, yeah. so good anyway a very a very interesting read though it's uh katie kirk's book called going there uh all right it is thursday throwback thursday music trivia comes up at hour three college of pop culture knowledge at ten thirty. we hope that you play along we'll get to some uh, latest drama with alec baldwin as well but when we come back some things that make you go huh this is really interesting i'm going to tell you six specific years that if you were born during them scientifically you will live on average 5.2 years longer than everybody else there are also five bad years to have been born tell you about it when we come back next on don and steve hey everyone knows the y is a terrific place to run swim stretch and work on your fitness goals well of course but did you know that they also offer other benefits that improve your whole person well-being that's right the y offers health coaching acupuncture, mindfulness, and yoga. Yeah, so you can better your body and your mind. Oh my gosh. Join the Y by January 31st and get $0 enrollment. Go to ymcanorth.org. Good morning. Welcome back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Producer Don McLean hangs with us until 10 today. Hello. Hello. And Steve's got some uh, really random fun facts that we like to share with you. All right, I'm afraid. I have good news for some people. Mm-hmm. I have bad news for some people. Right. I'm about to extend the life of some people and decrease the life of some people. Great. Right. 
People born, we'll start with the good news or bad news. What do you want? Uh, bad, bad news. Yeah. All right. Wow. <laughs> Donna and I like to hear the bad news totally. first. People born in the years 1957, 1968, 1979, 89, 2000, and 2013. Those people will live an average of 5.2 years less than other people. This, thanks to peaks in solar activity those years. Apparently, the UV radiation from the solar rays affects growth during pregnancy. Oh, wow. Wow, that's heavy. I love stuff like this. People born, good news. since it's not any of my years. Yeah, if those aren't your years, well, let's see if your bingo ball comes up here. People born in the year 1954, 1964, 1976, 86, 96, and 2008 should live the longest thanks to being born during periods of lower solar activity. Hmm. I'm not on any of these years. Me either. You're just going to live an average life. Okay. Well, I thought that was going to be the thing that happened. (laughs) Seems that way so far. (laughs) (laughs) That is really interesting. So it affects the the growth rate of pregnant women. I suppose so. And then babies in a womb are developing differently based on that year's solar activity, which has long-term impact on how long a life they will live, I guess. I don't, I don't believe any of this. Donna! It kind of seems like um, you know, what you would. Be- yeah, it seems real, like, mystical. That's fine, yeah, though. Fine. Do you jive with, like, Cancer and Sagittarius? Like, people always say, what's your sign? And I don't have any clue because... You don't? No. Oh. And I don't subscribe to it. I'm not, like, looking in the horoscopes. And so people ask me that question. So you are you sort of lumping it under that sort of similar thing of like whatever if there's space stuff and gravitational stuff that's happening. Actually this sure. is scientific, so I, I kind of believe you more. I don't know. And I think UV radiation is interesting. Yeah. The sun is interesting. Can I say something? You are. Yeah. What else is interesting? <laughs> I'm not gonna get high on us right now, but just humor me for thirty seconds. Yeah. Here we go. Start Last, the timer. Okay. I'm Ready, actually looking wait. at no. and 9208. Go. go. Okay, so I was talking to my daughter last night, a beautiful harvest moon. I already feel rushed. And she said, you know those divots on the moon? They're called seas. I said, aren't they called craters? And she said, I think they can be the same thing. And then she asked a question. And she said, you can't go like into the moon, right? Like it's like a surface. I said, yeah, it's a surface. But what's fascinating is it is this circular surface. And Earth looks like a circle too, but it is not like a... You can knock on the surface of the round. Your time's up. Ten bonus seconds, please, Your Honor. <laughs> no, go ahead. You, you can cannot. Take your time. The earth is a circle, but it's actually. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Actually, just, it's not a circle. It's like Do you know ga- what I mean? It's like gassy, right? Right. It's not like uh, you couldn't knock on the outside of Earth, but you could 
knock on the surface of the moon, which is a circle. But the Earth, what's so fascinating, is in reality, it's just various land masses, upward, downward, on its side, whatever, that are there, and water that is free-floating in space. You think, oh, no, it's contained in the circle, but the circle's not really there. You, you know what I'm saying? We're in space. It's not like the Truman Show, like the water will hit against the back of yeah. the set. Yeah, it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's gravitational pull. It's floating. Yeah, we are all deep floating. Deep under the sea, those are the, yeah, uh, uh, way, way deep under the sea. That's the bottom of the ocean. I don't know if you guys knew that, but you're welcome. But <laughs> thank you Listen, so much, Don. I, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I've it's never delved this deeply into space. I don't get it. I don't understand oh, it. Don't you want to know and be out there, though? Don't you love the no. immensity of contemplating things like that? Yes. It makes me in awe of a creator of, like, how could something sure. like this exist? Right. How could we look up and see the stars? How could we, guys, right now, I'm on a chair in a closet, but I'm floating in space, and I'm sober as a shoe mm. <sighs> right now. <laughs> this is great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah sure. I could talk for three hours about this. Oh, stuff. I just love this I stuff. I don't understand any of it. Uh, all right, Donna likes octopi. Every tentacle on an octopus They're has o- its octopuses. They are mm-hmm. pusses. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's not do this again. <laughs> they are. They're octopuses. Look it up. Let's bleep her on the back part. Uh-oh. Every tentacle on octopi have their own brain. No. Each tentacle. What? It's not. I don't like that. Tough. <laughs> That's why they're so smart. What do you mean its own brain? I mean it. I Is mean it, it has its own brain. Is it just an extension of the brain that's in the blobby gross blob? Aww. I don't think so because... In its head? No, it's not. No, I don't think. I think it's its own independent brain is what they mean. Not like it's also controlled by the brain. There's a little bit of brain matter down there. That tentacle has its own brain, which is why one tentacle in the cartoons is like eating spaghetti and the other one is, you know, (laughs) filing its nails. And And then the other one is strangling you. Exactly. Only one satellite to go back to space so we could end here. Only one satellite has ever been destroyed by a meteor. It was the European Space Agency's Olympus. And it happened in 1993. Thanks, Steve. That's wonderful. All right, five. Five more seconds. All right, go. Earth, Donna, we're not a circle. It's not a globe. It's not hard. It's floating random pieces of land and floating water that isn't rushing up and isn't rushing out uncontrollably at us. It's just really. What are you having for lunch today, Donna? (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to go to the bar. (laughs) I'll save you a seat. I'm currently broadcasting from there. (laughs) Okay, cool. Thanks, Steve. You got it, buddy. All right. When we come back, yes, indeed, more drama for Alec Baldwin. We'll tell you about it up next. Oh, boy. Things keep getting a little more dramatic for Alec Baldwin. Welcome back to the Donna and Steve show, you guys. Okay, here's the situation. He is being sued for $25 million. Yikaraba. By the family of Riley McCollum, who is one of the Marines killed last August during the Afghanistan pullout. Oh, my. Okay, so Alec Baldwin, really interesting story. Alec Baldwin heard about this Marine and reached out to his sister 
and said, I'd like to make a $5,000 donation to his wife and newborn baby. Okay. This is a great start to the story. It, How does this go sideways? Okay. Well, what had happened was um, he had done that, by the way, you know, as a tribute to a fallen soldier. Of course. And then on January 6th, um, Royce McCollum, the sister mm-hmm. of the fallen soldier, shared a throwback photo of a crowd of pro-Trump protesters in front of the Washington Monument in anticipation of the anniversary. I think it was like on the 3rd, actually. Okay. So Alec Baldwin sees this, and he says, are you the same woman that I sent money to for your, um, uh, you know, your brother, your brother's wife who was killed during the Afghanistan exit? He put that on her comments. Mm-hmm. And then they started private messaging, and he said, when I sent the money for your late brother out of respect for his service to this country, I didn't know you were a January 6th rioter. So, she, her, um, her argument is, yes, she was there to legally and peacefully protest. She never entered the the building. Um... And she was just there for a peaceful, you know, uh, whatchamacallit, protest. And so Baldwin said, I reposted your photo. Good luck. He then shared a post on his Instagram account calling claims that people were at the Capitol peacefully BS, quote unquote, and saying he donated money to a soldier who died in Afghanistan. Then I find this. Truth is stranger than fiction. So he is being sued for defamation, basically. Um, She said in the lawsuit that his comments about the family on the social media platform were false, outrageous, defamatory, irresponsible, vindictive, and caused um, severe emotional distress. Yikes. Can you can you just articulate one more time who passed away? Is it a, is it a husband or a wife who passed away? Just so I speak to it correctly. It's it is a husband, a, a man. Husband passed away, and he gave money to the wife. Yes, through the soldier's sister. He contacted the sister. Somehow okay. found her. And who was who was seen at the uh, who was seen at the the, the sister uh, the sister who he reached out to originally. Not the wife. <clears throat> Correct. You know. Oh boy. I have a thought. Which is, especially if, and by the way, I think it would be fair to say, right, that not everybody on January 6, 2021, had woke up that morning and thought, we're going to storm the Capitol. We're going to break in, right? There was a group of that. And we've seen this before with gatherings, large gatherings of people where some are there to peacefully protest. Others are there to loot and destroy, right? We've seen this. Mm -hmm. We've seen this in our own hometown, guys. Correct? Yeah. yeah. That's, it happens, right? Yeah. So to say the whole group, to batch the whole group together, we already have experience saying that's not wise. Sure, it's easy, kind of lazy, but it's not wise to lump the whole group in to looters, rioters, whereas sure. many, often the majority, are there to peacefully protest a given cause, fill in your given cause. Um, if I were Alec Baldwin... 
having said that as context, even if you look, we get it. He doesn't like Trump. He's been very vocal about that. I think they just publicly like loathe one another. Absolutely. And I understand why you would easily think January 6th and think of the insurgency and like, this is bad news. I don't, I'm not trying to be associated with that. But what I would think would be the, the worst of the two things would be losing a husband who has given his life for our freedom, mm-hmm. for Alec Baldwin's mm-hmm. freedom, to be able to freely uh, tweet about these things. I would just say you could have your feelings that you want to have of like, oh, wow, knowing that maybe colors the experience for me a little bit differently, knowing what I know now about the sister, I guess. But what it does, even if he wasn't intending to, it really unnecessarily murkies up a really generous act that Alec Baldwin did, which yeah. was to reach out and love and support. And this brings unnecessary murkiness and drama to a generous act for one of our heroes. Well, it's it, the thing it seems to me is if you don't have the same political opinions and beliefs that I have, then you're not worthy of this donation. Or care. Right. Yeah, it just seems very... He, first of all, he's very political. He's very opinionated. Right. He's um, very angry. He's got an angry anger problem. And he's got 2.1 million followers. And this family got these hostile, aggressive, hateful messages from his followers within yeah, minutes of the post. Yeah, you be responsible. You've got to be responsible if you have that kind of a following. I have a feeling when you give something, you shouldn't, or if you lend something, don't expect it back. Don't expect it back and give it and then let it go. Whatever happens to that money or whatever, uh, you know, you just let it go. And that was your act. You don't say, and now I want to take it back because I don't like you. You know, this is very weird behavior and I am on her side. I don't want to be judged I love my sisters, but it's also the sister. It's not the mm-hmm. wife. So I don't want to be judged on things that my sister does. Oh, you hell know, I mean, no. I, I, this sounds terrible. Dana and Tina, I'm sorry. You're lovely and I love you. But it just in general, it's yeah. not right. you. It's It wasn't. It was the sister. Right. And, 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 and the she, whole debate is stupid. Like, why does it matter? Just give. Yeah. Right. Ex- yeah. You know, it's. And, you know, I, I, again, I get where Alex Ball, uh, Alex, wow, I get where Alec Baldwin is coming from in, I could understand why that would trigger him emotionally because he sees January 6th and then you see someone in a large gathering there, whether it was a peaceful protest at the time or not, and you sort of, it's easy slash lazy to lump them in to the people who were in Pelosi's office, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um and there that's it's more any group of protesters is more nuanced than that and also to your point about the political stuff he does seem to really get politically charged on things mm-hmm. and when you when you say stuff like that and again i know he thinks he was addressing capital rioters not peaceful protesters there but you know you know what like political tolerance is it is not by its definition it is not blindly agreeing to and succumbing to the belief of the other. Mm-hmm. It is allowing the other person to have that belief and respectfully 
allowing them to have that belief. Sure. Whereas it's not this blind agreement with everybody, everything, and every topic. It's just not. That is not it by its literary definition. And so when you have Alec Baldwin coming out and sort of like, oh, wait, this means we disagree. And so now I just show my fangs and get all growly and hunched over. It's yeah. like that's not a tolerant way of dealing with someone who has different political ideologies. No, than but you he do. also has anger issues. Very oh, much so. I mean, yeah. and to publicly want to shame someone when right. you have the power of that many followers, that's kind of a evil Yeah, it's act. dirty. It's, I, it's I kind of playing dirty. I really feel like this is worthy of suing him for he's going through a lot of stuff right now, but just Just mm. add it to the other lawsuits. But you're right, you do. You have to be really mindful of that. If you're a major influencer, just yeah. like we're holding everybody accountable in all sorts of ways on what happens on their social media and how, you know, what is real news, what is fake news, what is influencing people right or wrong, you need to be mindful of that. And I'm sure Alec Baldwin has had experience with, did I just say Alex again? I don't know. Doesn't matter. I don't I'm, know. I'm sure we know, Baldwin. We know who you mean. I'm sure Baldwin. Hey, I'm not talking Baldwin. about Stephen Baldwin. I'm sure <laughs> Baldwin. We don't drag really him <laughs> <laughs> uh, Has experience with his followers sort of sicking on somebody. Mm-hmm. And so you should have that experience should inform your tweets accordingly, knowing that you're likely to incite the masses right. just like happens with taylor like swifties we it, see this with swifties 100 percent. where it's like guys wait a second choose your words carefully because now a bunch of teeny boppers are going to start blowing somebody up because you had a personal disagreement with them right. at some point oh god it's so exhausting this is why i try not to tweet this is why i don't do much social media period unless i'm being told to at work yeah i've even seen some things where um, on a decidedly smaller scale, someone says something about me, you know, whatever, <laughs> pick the normal things. He's obnoxious. His hair is annoying. Why is he still here? And then I don't even say anything. I don't even have to respond very often. Then people who follow me on Instagram or Facebook from a place, a good place, I think, then start to kind of attack that yeah. person. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I think I just need to delete the comment uh-huh. and the yes. thread, get it all out yes. of there. So I'm not afraid to just delete a comment to try to Me curate too. as best you can keep an eye to keep it stuff. positive. Yeah. yeah. And whenever it's like, you're not understanding me and now it seems weird and negative, bye. Yeah. Bye. Or do what Elizabeth Reese does, just block. She just told me last night that when she has people, she wouldn't mind me sharing this. I was texting with her last night. She said, uh, you know, sometimes now there will be people who would just say something mean about something or whatever. And she'll just respond with, hi, I'm a real person. And then they go and quickly delete their comment, you know, because it's it's a nice way of just subtly saying, like, just so you know, anonymous person behind a keyboard. There's a real person behind this one. Or I say, you seem nice. That's That's fine. Yeah, that's a great one. That's a good go to. That's a really good one. I heard what you said. Maybe you should think about oh, oh geez. how negative you are. Okay, listen, when we come back, we will get into, uh, if you see something, you got to say something. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I do want to talk about We didn't have time for this, but we mentioned the Lord of the Rings show yesterday that is coming to, I believe, Amazon yeah, Prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know how much season one costs to make? It will blow your mind also oscar meyer news and john mayer news <laughs> it's a mayor meyer edition of see something say something next on donna and steve Good morning welcome back donna and steve on my talk 1071 everything entertainment 
You want me to hit this button before you tell your Lord yeah, of the Rings Yeah, I think story? this qualifies. All right, I think let's it do qualifies. It. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. You're up. <laughs> I, Rocco was telling us about the Lord of the Rings TV series. Uh, it's going to be coming to Amazon. It will be called The Rings of Power. This about the forging of the rings and the rise of the Dark Lord Sauron. It debuts in September. Donna won't watch it. I might. No, I won't. <laughs> You're. Thank you. Thank you for being so honest. I was taken by this. The first season. How much do you think the first season cost to make? And I'm either going at they were amazingly able to do this on a good budget. Or they blew the doors off of the place. It's one of the two. Pick which way you want to go. How much did the first season cost for Lord of the Rings? Uh, $30 million. $30 million? Ooh. Writing that down? Awesome. It's probably like 10 episodes. That's my guess. Ooh, okay. So I'll say $100 million. And that would that would be a lot. That would that would be like <laughs> at the no, high I end. It, didn't I? No. Not even close. What? The first season of the Lord of the Rings Amazon Prime TV series cost $465 million to produce. And this is why our subscription rates will be going up. Going up. $465 million to produce. Here's why this is good news. I think sometimes they do a series version of an epic movie series and they do the tv version of it and it it would be easy to sort of strip it down and green screen it a bunch of extra places and all that kind of stuff it sounds like they i don't know how they made sense of 465 million dollars i don't know how that got signatures (laughs) from jeff bezos saying i like this let's go this is print Think of like the biggest Marvel movie probably had a budget of 250 or 300 million, mm-hmm. like Avengers Endgame. Right. Major, epic, right. every star on the planet in the Marvel Universe is in it all at the same time. I just couldn't believe that. $465 million. I'm pretty pumped for it, though. They, I just cannot believe how much money they are spending on television. Girl. Dang. You talking truth. Better be good. Now. We shift out of the uh, Lord of the Rings stuff now to go to a Mayor Meyer edition of If You See Something, Say Something. (laughs) A first in our show's history, we will start with the Meyer news. Okay, this is uh, Meyer as an Oscar is selling a new bologna-inspired beauty mask. I love me a good mask. Oh, barf. <laughs> it's not like a it's not like a pandemic style mask. It's one of it's a oh. beauty mask that you put on at home to moisturize your skin. It's pink like a slice of bologna or bologna. Mm. And it sort of resembles how kids will bite holes in the slices and they do that for the eyes and the mouth to hold them up to their face. And that was the inspiration for the mask. They started selling them on Amazon yesterday for $5 a piece. They'll sell them as long as supplies last, but right now they're currently unavailable because they've been flying off the shelves. And they're not, they're not meat. They're not meat. They just look like bologna. They actually have like all the 
stuff you stuff want stuff that mask. you want in a mask. Yes. I think the, I posted I think I have a picture there. Oh. The, the first thing that came to mind for me was that oh, it was no. a pandemic mask. <laughs> and I imagine, you know, like when you're talking with somebody, but then you inhale and the fabric sort of sucks into your mouth. <laughs> yeah. If you had baloney flapping in and out of your mouth no, while you were just I don't trying even to like baloney. Oh, baloney's trash. Yeah, oh, I know. gosh, this Thank is you horrible. both for agreeing with me because no, when I say I this on the other show, I get a lot of feedback. It's made it's from like the worst cuts of whatever. Yeah. It's like chicken butts or and whatever. whiskers and toenail. Clippings. It's like a flattened out hot dog. That's yeah. basically you what know. it is. I can't really think about hot dogs when I eat them. Yeah, boy, aren't they good, though? Knowing that you might not be eating all the best parts is that her beak in there. It's still really good. By the way, one of the comments on Oscar Meyer's Instagram posts just says, Hello, Clarice. <laughs> oh, my god! And I've never seen Silence of the Lambs, but I understand at some point there's like a meat face situation, I think, from humans. Oh. Is that right? Is it sure. human skin? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I'm watching Yellow Jackets right now, and... Oh, are they eating each other? Well, no, they're not. But I'm... Dawn, are you watching? No. I made it but through... I'm going to start this weekend because everyone's talking about it. And there's so much out there. I don't want it to be spoiled and miss out. I made it to episode five. So did MC. I made it through episode five, actually. Okay. He said and it's getting a little slow for him. Oh, and it's getting really scary for me. Like, okay. I was home alone yesterday, uh-huh. and mm. it's got this, like, supernatural tone to okay. it, where yeah. you don't know what it is. It's kind of like Lost, I would imagine, even though and I never Lord watched it. Lord of the Flies combined. Yes, very yeah. much Lord of the Flies, because now you're starting to see, like, who's taking over, who's going to be the boss, you know? But there's, there's like scary ghost devil stuff, right? That's somehow attached to it. We haven't figured out how just yet. Oh, it's I haven't heard that mystery. Okay. And what's cool about the show, what I like about it is you're not just there in the woods or on this island. They're not on an island. They're like in the woods. Yeah, with these kids. A lot of it takes place 25 years later. So you're seeing the, the, the after effects that they're still suffering as a result of this plane crash. Okay, hmm. right. So, and it's secretive. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I'm hooked. Are you? See, yeah. I, I also told MC I am not interested in a story about a tribe of women who have to survive in the woods like Lord of the Flies. I don't have an interest in that. I don't have an interest in seeing any type of um, cannibalism. Yeah, mm. I haven't I seen like that Juliet yet. Lewis. Oh, boy, this is a trifecta yeah. of displeasure like for I you, Don. I have Dawn. no interest in this. Yeah. Is that I'm not bad? A, no. I, in fact, I didn't think I would like Christina Ricci in it. Yeah. And I kind of do. She's playing a totally different character than anything I've ever seen her in, and I'm kind of enjoying it. And she and Juliette Lewis are kind of those weird actresses who do weird dark indie uh-huh. type film yeah. so it's kind of cool to see the two of them together but the actress who plays sean um a woman who is now you know 25 years later she's my favorite part of the whole show i don't know i think he, if you could get through three episodes i think you're going to be like oh damn it i have to watch i have this. to watch yeah you're committed yeah. at that point I'm, yeah. I'm i'm on the fence right now i'm like should i just let this pass me by 
You know, uh, it's fine. This is not the end of the world. No, you could always go back to it. Okay. That's after I forget everything that's been said. See, that's what I do. That's what you need. That's why I watched White Lotus. I forgot everything Mm -hmm. and then I really enjoyed it. Isn't it great that that can happen? That you can hear (laughs) like a significant spoiler and then I just think, I'll forget that. And then if you give it enough time. Six months, right. Turns out it happens. Here's what I haven't forgotten about me coming through on mayor news. Donna gave us the mayor that was Oscar. I give you the mayor that is John. Uh, People Magazine reporting that John Mayer, I thought this was really sweet, he arranged and paid for a private plane to transport his close friend Bob Saget's body home to California after his death in Florida last week. He just said, I'll pony up, I'll get, let's do it private jet. That's what I, how I want him to come home. Okay, that is, that is fabulous to hear. Also, yeah, right. Uh, I have another feel good story like that, that involves a different musician who did something unbelievable for people in her hometown community. I'll tell you what that is in the beat coming up after a dirt alert with Rocco. Dawn, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye.